It's snacking and get cracking with a snack that packs a protein punch. Pistachios are known for their protein power, fiber, and better for you unsaturated fats for a combination that may help you keep feeling fuller longer. Wonderful Pistachios is a good source of protein with zero gill. Each one ounce serving has six grams of protein, giving you over 10% of your daily value. I love that they come in a variety of sizes and flavors, making this the perfect protein snack for any on-the-go adventure. Check out wonderfulpistachios.com to learn more about how these little green wonders can power up your day. Welcome back to the Flow Track Podcast. My name is Lincoln Shrike, joined today by Gordon Mack. Recording this before this, but you're listening to this on Thursday, December 17th. Won't let you know. Maybe we recorded this in 2019. You, you have no way of, of knowing what exact day we recorded this. Um, but uh, Gordon, we're going to talk about the Marathon Project today, specifically the men's field, and we'll do a popular segment. I know you, you're a fan of it. I'm a, say, a fan of it. Uh, it's going to be a draft. We're going to pick who we think the best seven will be. We'll kind of do it like a cross-country meet. Uh, how comfortable are you feeling in predicting the best seven for the Marathon Project? I'm comfortable and I'm not comfortable. The reason why I'm comfortable is because based on history of doing these drafts, I'm pretty good at picking winners, even top threes. Uh, I'm uncomfortable in the fact that I might end up picking someone who decides not show up or I might. I have a feeling seven. at least two of my seven are going to DNF. It's just going to happen. Like It's just going to be a, a thing. I'll probably get yeah. one DNS, I'll get two DNFs, and then I won't even be able to qualify because three of my seven – won't finish the race. Uh, but yep. I'm also nervous about this draft because I – confession, people probably already know this about me, but I don't really – I'm not really a good analytical expert when it comes to marathon racing. I yeah, don't do really follow – I don't really follow the beat of like the East That's Africans it. and how they handle their road racing. I just – once they're on the road, I just don't care. If I'm being honest, I'm kind of like wow. I'm a track only mm. man. I, you know, this is the Flow Track podcast, not the Flow Road Racing flow podcast. Road. Flow Road. Flow Road. We call. We're we gonna have flowroad.org. Like, no, no one's asking for mm -hmm. flowroad.org. Uh, I mean, I, obviously, I still know a little bit about the marathon. I still follow it. Still, I don't intricacies as well as you probably do, or Kevin who I'll preview the women's field with uh, tomorrow. <laughs> uh, but, yeah. Anyway, if I win, uh, hey, it's, um, I'm just going to take a lot of flyers. There's going to be a lot of flyers on this guy or this mm -hmm. gal, and we'll see what happens. Well, um, hopefully we can educate you uh, in the course of these two podcasts that you're doing. It is a bit ironic that you made that confession, and you're the only person – that's recording both segments of this marathon preview. <laughs> so I enjoy that. You know, there were a lot of flyers who finished top 10 at the, in February's Olympic marathon, U.S. Olympic marathon trials. So do you retake them as flyers? Are they still flyers? We also have a bunch of um, international athletes, maybe not a bunch, but a few international athletes, at least in this men's field. So uh, there's nobody, there's no Galen Rupp in this, like literally, or no, no favorite on that level. So that what, that's what makes this fun. There are some established guys. You have an Olympian and Jared Ward, but he's just coming off a marathon. You have Scott Fobble, um, but you know he was only 12th of the trial. So we're going to have some fun with this, and um, I, you're right. DNFs could render this completely you know, meaningless in the sense that if five of, our, of one of our seven picks fin don't finish, it kind of is, is 
makes this look dumb, but you know, it's a flat course. Everyone's trying to run fast. You would hope for the most part that every pretty close to everyone finishes, but that doesn't always happen, of course, in a marathon. So uh, who is going to go first? Like we said, drafting seven, and we'll just go back and forth. Who do you want to, who should go first? Uh, you're going to go first. I mm, uh, okay. give the honors mm-hmm. to you. Uh, are we mm-hmm. going to do snake draft because you get to go first? Like, do you go one and then I get to go two and then you do two and then I do two no. and go like that? Typically, snake draft is for fantasy sports of which there's more than two. But, I mean, if you can keep track of that. I mean, it's really can. easy. Just... You you just go first oh, and then after that, everyone gets two picks. That's how it works. Mm-hmm. That's how you snake mm-hmm. a, two, a two-man draft. Is that right? I, there's one okay. thing I know, and it's snake drafts. All right, so let's do that. You go first, and then okay. after that, everyone gets two picks. Well, okay, and it might be a little bit f- more. It might level the playing field a little bit, considering your lack of expertise that you acknowledge at the beginning for you. So you get a couple in a row. Maybe you get some momentum. Okay, I, I will go first. Uh, I am picking C.J. Albertson, seventh at the trials in in February. He has been running really well and training recently, as famously. Uh, a couple weeks ago, he ran a 209.58 marathon on a treadmill for whatever that's worth. He's also uh, run the 50K world record, although it was on track. He just seems to be in really good form. And obviously, I'm very encouraged by what he did at the trials. So we know what his fitness is. It's really good. Everybody else, not everybody else, but a lot of other people are question marks. Some people, this is literally their second, their first race since the trials. So I feel most confident in C.J. Albertson. I'm going to pick him for the win. I did not see that coming. You're picking the mm, man. I think What's I acknowledged. One, well, two, three, two, four, five, six, seven, two, 11, eight, 49. nine, 10, 11, 12. He's 13th best PR going as a number one overall pick. That's a, yeah. yeah. That's you take a flyer I, you on know. your first pick. Yeah, I, I just have confidence in him. I, I, I understand that the course is, you know, possibly um gonna uh, not possibly but it's supposed to be very very fast and this could be a sub 208 effort but the guy ran 209 on a treadmill i think he's in 208 shape so that's that's where my logic goes and yeah a little bit of a flyer but at the same time not like how many guys in this field are running 209 on a a treadmill right now i i'm not many i don't think all right well I did not see that coming, but I'm going to take that and I'm going to run with it. Uh, I'm going to go with uh, my second overall pick and third overall pick back to back. Again, this is coming from me just not being a marathon expert. I'm just going to go with the names that I know and names that mm-hmm. have had experience doing things that are impressive. Mm-hmm. It's all a matter who I'm picking right. first. I think I'm going to pick Scott Fobble first because one, mm-hmm. it's his coach that is like part of the main mastermind behind this race. So uh, Rosario is one of the main people behind getting this project together. You would think he's been training his athletes for this long before the other competitors knew about it. So I think he has a little bit of an advantage where this is their like homegrown Super Bowl. Like there's kind of home, okay. home field advantage in a weird way. It is, it's not in flag, but it is in Arizona. So Scott Fobble, Obviously, didn't do too well at the trials based on what we thought of him. We thought he was a top three guy based on his Boston performance. But yep. he, top 12, you know, I think you probably could throw mix up fifth place to 20th place in any order. 
and it was all kind of just like whoever had the day. You know, once you're outside like the top four, it's kind of like anyone is just finishing. No one is fighting for 11th versus 12th place, right? It's kind of like, all right, this is where we are. So I'm going with Fobble yeah. and then Jared Ward as my other man. Uh, obviously, the Olympian. He was 17th in London this fall, but that was on a last-minute notice. I don't think he got lapped. Did he get lapped? I don't think he got lapped. So he has that goal. He did him. not get lapped. He did not so, get yeah. lapped. I'm going with Fobble and Ward for obvious reasons. They're the two – I mean, resume-wise, they're the two best Americans in this field. I know you picked American Albertson yeah, first, but resume-wise, yeah. you got to go with Fobble and Ward. Yeah. Okay. No, I respect that. I mean, Ward coming off of London is a question mark. He already had a short buildup into London, so I can't imagine this is obviously a significantly shorter buildup. I can't imagine that this uh, – will go better for him then let's see what did he I, I don't know what time i think he ran 212 in london and you know we'll see he's going to need to run much faster than that I, and i have doubts but i my you, take you've on played ward, it down the airway yeah. for sure here go ahead my take on ward is he always does the opposite of what you think he's going to do like everyone thought right. he was going to be top three then he does bad at the trials everyone no one thought he would be top three in 2016 and then he's top three. He always does the opposite. Like when people That's are confident in him, when people are confident in him, he kind of disappoints. When people okay. are overlooking him, he overachieves. So people are now overlooking him because of the 17th at London. I think that's where he wants us all to be thinking he is. And then he's just going to show up. And I mean, I'm going to go one, two again with my Fobble Ward pick. So I'm, okay. just, I'm ready yeah. for it. Two, his two marathons this year, 215. And a two twelve. I don't know. Not inspiring confidence. Okay, so you you kind of dogged me for picking somebody who whatever doesn't have one of the top PRs. I'll go to the guy who has because we're not just doing Americans, right? I'm just just to be clear, yeah, we're yeah, not yeah. just we're picking the field. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Going the guy with the fastest PR. We have Emmanuel Marcel Tiku, and I apologize if any of that was uh, was not pronounced correctly, but he has the fastest. PB in the field. Sure, the 208 is from 2013. And typically, you know, we say, oh, it's from 2013. Then this guy's washed and there's no, you know, reason to even pick him. You know, only fools pick people with PRs from 2013. But, you know, back in January, he ran 211 in Houston, got third. He's run decently in, you know, the last couple years. I don't think he's who he was anymore, but... You know, 2018, he ran a one-flat half marathon. 2018, he ran 209. So I, I think he has definitely some potential to not finish the race just simply because that's, I don't know, that's the ways a lot of times, like the fastest people in the field, kind of when they, when they're, if they lose contact, it's, it's just like, well, what's the point? But I like him in this one. I, I don't know much about him. I just know he's his name's on the top of the list, and uh, he's got some fast times. So I'm I'm taking him second. All right, you get to go again because we're snaking back. Yeah, yeah, snaking back. Uh, I'm gonna go with the guy who finished the highest of anyone at the trials in in Atlanta uh, in this field. That is, I'm gonna go Martin Hayer. Hayer, if I hopefully I, I've you know I've covered him for six seven years and never really fully known how to pronounce last name but sixth in the trials uh it was his debut i believe 
he's studying to be an anesthesiologist, which is just incredible that he's maintained this high level. Definitely proved a lot of people wrong that he could finish this high in a debut. Um, he has not raced, at least according to Tila Stapaja, since the trials. So maybe a little bit of a concerning there, but I don't want to overlook somebody who got six at the trials. That's that's awfully legit. Martin Hare. That that is a good that is a good take. Um I'm gonna go. There's a lot of names that I want, right? There's like certain mm. individuals I'm like excited about. I don't know. Hmm. Okay. I'm debating if I should take the Mexico guy who I haven't heard of, Jose Antonio Uribe Mariano. He has like four mm-hmm. different baseball player names. It's kind of great. <laughs> Gotta love it. Yeah, uh, beautiful. <laughs> um, his PR is 208. So maybe I should just do that. But he's my flyer. I'm going to go with Jose Antonio Uribe Mariano. I have know nothing about him except he has a fast PR to his name. Um, I'm not sure when he ran that time. Uh, but he's looking to get the Olympic standard in this race. So that makes me think that he's not going to drop all? out. He, he's, he has a purpose. Because the Americans, they're not trying to get an Olympic standard because you know it's already been decided. But for him, he's like, I need to get time. Right. So I'll go with him. And then my second pick, I'm going to go – I'm going to give another, another fan flow track favorite. I'm going with Cam Levins. Got to love oh, it. Wow. Another uh, – the national record holder, he's run 209. So we're all about the 209s. You have Albertson run 209 on the on the treadmill. I got two 209 PRs in Fobble and Ward. Let's throw another 209 guy in Cam Levins. Okay. I uh, I like it. I just want to give you some info on your man, Jose Antonio Uribe Marino. PR is 208.55 from Houston. 2014. Uh, you know, uh, not- okay, what what year is two keys? 2013. Mm-hmm. So, Yeah, but I mean- he's run 209 in 2018. I'm just letting you know. I mean, maybe he, he this is a comeback race for him. Maybe he is breaking out again, you know? Definitely most people at age 34, you know, are are still improving in the marathon. Just kidding, that was a joke. Um, but, hey, take it. And then you got Cam Levins. I mean, hot and cold. If you want Cam Levins, you are going to have both the sides of the faucet there, aren't you? Because uh, Cam, he had that 209, broke the Canadian record, right? Uh, since then... He DNF'd in London, and what did he do in 2019? He ran 215 in his comeback or his title defense. So Cam Levin's hot and cold, but we know the talent is there. Yeah, and I'm I'm going – I again, I'm going with names. Cam Levin's is a name, (laughs) if I'm being honest. I uh, (laughs) But he's not – he's more than just a name, obviously. I think hot and cold is like the best description of him. He uh, kind of like people forget about him. Then he comes back on the scene, um, and then he's gone for a little bit, back on and off. Uh, and we'll just hope that maybe this is another high. We're like, oh, he runs like two oh nine twenty here or something like that. And everyone's like, oh, Cam, okay, wow. he's back in it. So I don't know if that'll happen. But let's you know, hope he has know. his. Let's hope he has his afro going. Um, that is my. Favorite version of Cam Levins is Afroed Cam Levins. And I think in recent years, he's kind of kept that look going. I haven't seen him in a while. 
his uh, his photo here on the Marathon Project page kind of looks like a mugshot. Um, I don't think it is, but it just looks like that. And he does have an afro. So let us let us hope that that is the Cam Levens we are getting in Chandler, Arizona, coming up this weekend. Okay, got to keep moving here. Who do I want to pick? You know, Gordon, this is getting a little tougher. Um, I am going to go with another Syracuse guy. I'm going to go Colin Benny, who also finished in the top 10 in Atlanta, 2-12-14. He finished ninth. Um, I'm going to take a peek at what, what he's done since then. You know, he ran a 62-30 half at that Michigan Pro Ray. So he was in the mix. Um, he's just kind of now getting his feet wet. He's only 25 in the uh, in the like the road racing scene, which you know he's now got an experience of a marathon uh, behind him. Perhaps this he's ready for like a bigger breakthrough here. Uh, like the track speed that he still has. I mean, you know, he's a sub four miler, 7:53 guy in the 3K, sub 13:30. I uh, I think he can mix it up if it's really fast. I think I think that's a good pick. I agree. I think mm -hmm. both of you are saying right now. Good. I think I think you're doing well. I'm a little jealous, mm -hmm. but yeah. I still believe in my in my team. But I like the oh. Benny pick. Mm -hmm. Okay, uh, am I going twice in a row? <clears throat> yeah, that's how snakes work, man. That's how snakes work. Well, I maybe not all snakes. You got some snakes that are you know that are just stiff straight. Okay. Um, <laughs> You know, there's a guy here um, who's an Olympian from Ukraine named Igor that I really want to take, but I feel like maybe that's not in my best interest to take Igor. Um, how about another Eritrean, Daniel Mesfune? He's got a 101 half, 210 marathon PB. They say in here he's no stranger to racing in the Phoenix area. I like him. This is kind of a home, a hometown, home course type of a guy. Uh, 210. PR, some of the better, one of the better performances in the field. He ran that in 2018. I mean, I'm getting him as what a fifth round pick. I, I, I can deal with that. That is a, I think I got a steal here, Gordon. Yeah, I think you did too. But I'm gonna get the ultimate steal. Uh, with my next pick, I'm going with the man who's making a marathon debut. I'm going with Reed Buchanan. Mm. Mammoth track uh -oh. club. He's running 101.45 at Houston. He's a 28.09 10K. That's pretty good. I, It's pretty good. Uh, I think Reed Buchanan of Mammoth track club is going to surprise people. And I think he might be my number two runner when all is said and done. Oh, wow. Yeah, a Pan Am Games uh, silver medalist. And in fact... He is not a 28.09 personal best. He has a 28.07 personal best because he just PB'd last <laughs> weekend. Okay. Or I should say two week two weekends ago at the track meet, 10,000. He was only 13th, but, you know, 28.07. So he got he got a little bit quicker. That's a good sign for him. So that's a, that's a, that could be a steal. It's just, you know, he's got to double the – he's got to go further – half marathon further than he's ever raced. Sorry, I really, really had trouble getting that out there. That's uh, that's tough for me. But, you know, in the trials, a lot of debutantes did really, really good. 
so maybe you're you're counting on that here. I, I think that's a that's a nice pick, Gordon. I, I admire you for taking the risk. I mean, this is you know a lot is at stake here. Um, so we've always we've got to be careful, right? Is, are we is are we doing double or nothing now on that on those beers going to, from six beers to twelve? Is that is that the plan? Twelve right beers, now? yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I uh, I think we should. I think we go full twelve okay. pack here. Let's just, let's just pack. go all the way. Let's go all the yeah, way. How in. many picks I, have I, you made here? Because so I'm at I've five. Made, yeah, I'm at, I'm at five too, but I get to go again. Okay. So my next pick, I'm going. You go with the the Syracuse brothers. I got to go with the BYU mm. brothers. I'm bringing in Nico Montanez um, mm. on Mammoth Track Club. Two fourteen personal PB. He made it. I think his. Uh, He's only run a few marathons. He was top 20 at the U.S. Trials. Fun fact about him, he actually one time in high school was in a race where the gun went off and he was in the porta potty but he still won the race. I mean, that's, that's impressive. Hard. I don't know what is. Uh, he had a good uh, ha- uh, Houston half performance. I remember I was there. Um, he actually ran faster than uh, – than Jared Ward, but because he wasn't yeah. on the elite group, it didn't count. It was like this whole thing. They ended up giving him prize money. So I'm going with Nico Montanez as my next pick. That's fair. Uh, let's see. Where did Nico had a decent – he was top 20 at the trials. I remember running into yeah. him in Atlanta, and I think he was happy with his performance, 214, 27, you know, obviously overshadowed by quite a few guys that were making their own debuts, but he had a decent – race there for sure um how many how many bodies have you do you have now i i'm i, I have six i, I only have you five. got two more and then i get the last did pick. you not okay okay is that I how that six. works okay um, snake man again snakes two per person snake how well why did you not go twice in a row that time then i did is i got that... i went bobble war together no. i went mariano and levens together no. and i just went buchanan and montez together Okay. Yeah, you're right. You did. I'm, 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 I'm losing my mind. I think, um, it's okay. I can, I can deal with that. Do, are we going to allow any in draft trades? Like, can we draft, can we trade picks right now? Can I package like we could, you know, you could just keep five. Like if we're scoring at five, like across country championships, could I, could I package some guys for, for, to, to hey, you I'm while, open. while the draft is I'm, going? I'm open offers. I'm open offers. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay, well, I'll I'll think about that while I make my last okay. pick, my last two picks here. Uh, so for my sixth round pick, I'm going Matthew McDonald, very aggressive at the trials, running. He's part of the Atlantic Track Club, so he's running. I you would suppose on a course that was familiar, and he made it seem like he knew the course for sure. Uh, was aggressive running with Rupp for a little bit. Obviously, he eventually got thrown to the Wolves uh, and fell back tenth, but he ran a brave race for sure. And so Matthew McDonald. 211.10 PB. I'm going to take him at number six. And I'm trying to, I'm trying to, I'm trying to come up with a package here before I make my seventh round pick. Um, well, I, I'm just going to make my pick and then, and then I'll see if I have it, it, if I have anything that could possibly. Yeah, because what, what you'll, what you can do then is you can, Make a trade. So say you're trading me two people for one, right? But then yeah. you can pick someone off off of waivers, undrafted, free agent to fill in your seventh slot. 
Oh, okay. And so I could, okay. So I could cut somebody that I draft and then, yeah. And then, okay. And then pit and then pick up somebody off the waiver wire. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that's good to, yeah, that's, that's, that's great to know. Okay. Um, I am going to go because I need somebody like this on my team. Um, I need to pick Igor Olefarenko from Ukraine. Um, listen, Purely you know, he was name. 30th and third simply because his name. He was 30th in the Olympic marathon back in 2016. Not great, uh, but he's competed in the Olympics. This The stage isn't going to scare him. And also, you know, his name's Igor, which is a great name. And I I like having a, you know, I got a geographic mix on my team, and I and I really like that. So Igor Olafarenko of Ukraine, two eleven fifty five PB. He's my seventh round pick. Like the pick. I'm also gonna go with another international flavor. I'm going with former Portland pilot Emmanuel Ooh. Rudolph, who. Ran at the Berlin Marathon, a 2.14 in 2019, the same year he went on to run at Cross Country. Uh, but I think that he is an untapped. He hasn't really shown his true like peak marathon. I mean, he's just coming out of college. So I'm going with Rudolph, the red-nosed reindeer Christmas team. Right? <laughs> I knew that was <laughs> I knew I knew you were going that. The pause, the pause told me how appropriate it's. And just for people back home, it's it it it's. Is it actually pronounced Rudolph? Because it's obviously not pronounced like the American understanding of Rudolph. Is is it Rudolph? I don't know. I mean, its name is also Rudolph Levese. Like it's there's a, like a dash. Uh, also known as a hyphen. People call him Manny or Manu, Man, Manny. Mm-hmm. So I don't really know though. But mm-hmm. I think he's. I think, and once again, he's going to be in my top five. I picked him last, but I think he's going to be in my top five. I'm, I'm really confident all my all my runners are going to be in the top five. That's all I got to say. Mm. Excellent. So let's see, let's see what we can do as far as any trades. I got my team, which you know, Igor excluded. I think has I have really high hopes for. No, no offense to to my man Igor, but here's a proposed trade. Okay. Okay. So I will send you. Hold on. Matt McDonald. Matthew McDonald and Colin Benny for Scott Fobble. No. Come on, man. No. That's, Any, that's, okay. that's, that's that's two cents on the dollar. I, I need I need and I'll, and I'll give you Igor too, and I'll pick somebody up off the waiver wire. <laughs> you can have what am I? I gotta drop someone like Igor is gonna drop. I, Here's my thing. I my roster is full. I am full. I'm over the cap limit. I'm in luxury tax right now with my roster. <laughs> I just I'm not a trade partner for you right now, man. You got mm. maybe I'm just sorry. Like there's nothing really that you can offer that would really float my boat right now. Like, I'd, mm. I'm kind of happy. I'm content. I'm like, you know, people in the in the news are trying to say James Harden to the Sixers for Ben Simmons. But, like, I think I think the Sixers are content with Simmons. They think Simmons is going to be good. And I think Rudolph 
Montanez, Buchanan, Levins, Mariano, Ward, and Fowell is good enough for me. I mean, you're not listening seven, to any trade seven. packages. I'm not. I'm not going to. I'm not going to entertain trade packages. I will though entertain some athletes that are free agents that you may want to swap out because ah. while you might not be able to do a trade with me, you may want to cut some of your athletes and pick someone off off the waivers. I mean, notable athletes who we did not pick. Um, Scott Smith of Hoka and AZ Elite, two eleven guy, yeah. another kind of has a home course advantage, kind of like Scott Fobble training with Fobble. Uh Brendan mm. Gregg, two eleven guy from Hanson's Brooks Distance Project. Um Noah Drotti, we remember him in the 10K trials in 2016, had a good half. When's the last time Noah Drotti's race? I just need to know. It's, it's, I don't it seems know. like it's been a bit. <laughs> yeah, I, I, it's been a bit. Um other Shadrach Biwat. Can't forget about him. It feels like he's 50 years old. You always hear about B-Watt in the mix. In his 30s. Um, in his 30s. He's 30. He's in 30s. Um, another yeah. name or names. Uh, trying to there are more the names. List. There are more names. Oh, Rory Linkletter, another Hoka NAC late athlete. Um, what about Jonas Hampton? Jonas Hampton. Jonas Hampton. That's, that's a – who would have thought? He finished his top 10 of trials and he can't even get picked by you or me. I feel bad. Man, He's going to – it's bulletin too. board material time for him. Uh, ooh, you know the – uh, Benjamin Preisner? I think he used to run for Tulsa. That sounds right. He's a oh, Preisner or whatever. Preisner, yeah. It's yeah. going to be interesting. I mean, so we picked 14 athletes. How many of our 14 athletes will finish in the top 14? Well, ideally none. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. Um, no, ideally all. You, you don't want to go 14 for 14 because then if all of our um, athletes finish outside the top 14, we look pretty bad. I, I've got a feeling Igor may be out on the outside looking in. Okay? I mean, he has run 211, <laughs> but I just don't know if Igor has it in him right now. Maybe he does. Maybe he does. Like, But I'm going to go with – 10 of our 14 finish in the t- in the in the top 14 is that what you're saying yeah I'll yeah go 10 i think that'd be that'd be really good actually okay how about this what place will be the highest place that we didn't pick <laughs> i mean do you think someone, someone finished fifth three. that we didn't pick yes for sure for sure no. this yeah. is i mean now we need to get into how fast do we think this is actually going to run because they're talking about you know, they want it to be run under um, – they definitely want it to be run under 210. I think some people, some of the athletes have been talking about wanting to run faster, you know, 209, under 209. It would certainly be a goal. And the course is very, very fast. Um, before, for like a little less than four-and-a-half-mile loop. Uh, but what is it going to take to win this? Do you think it's – do you, do you? I mean, do you want to set the line at, at – 209 209 flat or do you think that's too too uh ide- idealistic of a line do you think it's 210 or and i think 210 is the line 210 is the line well what do you th- are you picking over or under i'll pick the under though so maybe that shouldn't mm. be the line maybe the line should really be 209 39 209 39 that should be the line oh wow 
209.39. Weather looks like it's going to be pretty nice. Uh, you know, if they start in the morning, it'll be in the 40s. Uh, the wind will be not too much of a factor if it is, in fact, on the forecast at five miles an hour. Uh, and you're you're picking what the the under on two hundred nine thirty nine? Well, I'm not taking picks. I'm setting the line, so I can't tell you the over under. Oh, or else. You can't. Well, I'm gonna take that's ru- I'll that's take the under. It. Okay, I see. I'm gonna take the under. Um, I think C.J. Albertson, if he can run two hundred nine fifty eight on a mer- on a treadmill, I think he can run two hundred eight. In, on a real course, I, I just think the mental strength it takes to hammer on a belt for that long means you are ready to go way faster when it's an actual race and there's people around. Remember, he's been doing all these. I mean, he did get paced a little bit in the 50K, but I mean, he's doing these. These are low stake things. Now the stakes are high. He's shown he can be a good marathoner. I, I think he's going to run 208. You and CJ may have talked about this in the podcast, which you guys should listen to, which I didn't listen to apparently. Obviously. Uh, but it happened. How accurate is running is is the distance of a treadmill? You know, he, I, I guess we didn't ask him about that. I mean, I asked if he considered himself a two hundred nine marathoner yet, and he said no. Um, you know, there's a certain bit of obviously pulling that the you know you don't have to worry about pace because the pace is already set, so you don't have that like when you're getting tired, you don't have that like mental, you know, you can't slow down unless you slow down, fall off the treadmill or, or slow down the the speed, the setting, you can't slow down. Right. So that makes it a little bit easier. Um, as far as the distance, I don't, I mean, I would think that's pretty, pretty well on accurate. I, somebody else may maybe be able to speak on that a little bit, but I, I mean, I think, that records distance about as well as as it as anything would. I would think. I don't know if that's correct I, or not. But think, I don't the bigger think it's thing, that accurate, to be honest. Okay, that's just me. No conspiracy, Gordon over here. Um, <laughs> I also look at the fact that he got seventh at the trials. And so if he would have gotten fortieth at the trials, I'd be like, ah, come on, you know. But the yeah, the, yeah. the hits keep adding up for me. So uh, you know, there? he ran. Did we lose you? All right, I'm here. Uh, yeah we lost it for two seconds you were gonna say okay well i'm just saying he his his there's enough proof there's enough evidence here when he's running whatever it was 125 laps on the track at 513 paced and he was only that slow because he had to take a bathroom break like this guy's able to run 513 510 pace probably for 30 miles i think he can i think he can run 208 Looking at it is going to be pace. There are four pacers. Apparently, we have Mason Furlick, Ben Flanagan, Frank Lara, and Dylan Marks. I don't know who Dylan Marks mm-hmm. is, uh, but Frank Lara had a good uh, 10K at great grandson of Carl. Yeah, Carl. <laughs> great grandson. <laughs> um, Frank Lara had a good uh, 10K at the track meet. Flanagan's, you know, strong yeah. distance runner. Furlick ran well in cross. So. Oh yeah. Well, wonder. I wonder how far they'll take him through. I mean, are they trying to run at least a half? I don't know. What, oh, what do you think they're I, they're going to have some people go well over the half. I would hope. I mean, I, I think he was talking about twenty. Albertson was talking about twenty-five to thirty k. Thirty k. You you at least want one pacer to go through thirty k in a marathon. So, uh Lara's had a good it, road racing run in the past couple you know past year or so so maybe he can go that far 
obviously, you know, that's what is that 19 miles? So it's no, no easy work. And some inevitably some of them will drop off, won't be able to go that long at that pace, but we'll see. So hear me out. Technically it's illegal for a pacer to come in mid race, right? That's illegal. Yeah, I mean, yeah, and this is people are wanting to get standards like other international. But that's illegal, are right? To get standards, so. Yeah, you can't do that. Okay, but this is a four loop course, right? It's more than four, isn't it? Well, it's, it's a looped course, right? Yeah, it's a loop course. Yeah. So what's stopping these pacers? Integrity. From getting purposely getting laps and then picking it up again when they come back on them to, to then pace them for the next lap. So they all yeah, have I mean, that's to gonna be hard. Pay. Are you going to be able to, you're going to, you're going to run a hard 12 miles and then take a, take a 20 minute break and come back in. I mean, I, first of all, they're going to follow the rules because they don't want to, but technically, sorry, they, is they, it illegal for a lapped athlete to be a pacer? Is it illegal for lapped athletes to pace? I don't, I don't know that it's written anywhere. I'm not caught up in project. my marathon project and world athletics bylaws uh, as as much as I should be, um, but I would say it probably is is illegal. Um, we say illegal, you know. I would just say against the rules. No one's walking away in cuffs because they got they they broke pacing protocol. But um, yeah, I, I would say it's against the rules. I don't think it is. I don't think anyone's tried well, it. Man, That's why. We- we, we will uh, certainly it. hope to find out. We will certainly hope to find out. Uh, this race is going down on Sunday. I believe USATF has the stream. Uh, you know, I'm excited to to check this out. Not just for the race, but we also have Des Linden and Bernard Legat on the call. So you get some color there. That's going to be really color from some experienced athletes. That is, uh, that'll be fun. Would have liked to see them both probably in the race, um, but. This is a close, close second. Yeah, I'm excited to see how this goes. Gordon, I know you're not as big of a marathon guy. Are you going to be watching this? Um, might be a little early for you on a Sunday morning, but what do you think? Watching or no? Uh, well, Sunday, I mean. When do the Eagles play? Eagles, Eagles don't play till three. You know, but there's Jesus, man. I got Jesus in the morning, so like. Yeah, I know you. You're a church man. guy. Yeah, uh, but I, I mean, I'll, I'll watch it. I'll watch it, but Some. I'm not going to watch the first half. I can tell you that. I can never watch first half of marathons. It's just yeah, like, it's just like, oh, okay, they're on pace. Oh, on pace. On pace. Oh, they ran another they're mile. Everyone is just in the giant group, and like, what am mm. I watching? I'm literally watching like paint dry whenever the, the first half of every marathon is watching paint dry. In my opinion, the race doesn't start till people actually start dropping off. And then that's when I'm interested to see, all right, who's going to survive. Mm. But like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. wow. I mean, that's you agree. Strong, watching the first take. half of a marathon is boring. There, is mean, there literally anything exciting what... about the first half of a marathon? Objectively speaking. Um, well, when you're covering it, it's that you can use the bathroom during the middle of it. It's the only event where you can, you know, go to the bathroom. Maybe a 10K, you could sneak quickly to a bathroom. Uh, you know, when I cover Boston, I make multiple trips to the, the, to the food area and to the restroom. And you don't want to miss any mile split, though, Gordon. It's, uh, it's really crucial to have every split. Every fan wants to know, like, what did they run at mile 17? You know, I guess, but you know, or mile seven. Marathon. People don't care about what they run in mile seven. 
I don't know. I just think that you could like no yeah, it's just like we want to watch it because like it's weird not to watch the whole race because it's just like but in reality our brains are telling us you're not seeing anything right now. You're just seeing bodies you know, you don't really see stories yeah. start until like at least a half marathon point. So I mean, I'll but do you watch, watch every game. play of a football? Do you watch every play of a football game? Uh, I try to, but mm. I think baseball is a good example. I mean, most baseball fans probably don't tune in until the seventh inning. Yeah. Not most, but I'm sure yeah. like a lot of baseball fans. But then, no, it's different though because football, like you know, it's something anything can happen. You know for a fact no one is going. Everyone knows what everyone's going to do for the first half marathon. They're all just going to stay behind the pacer. Like we already know mm -hmm. what's going to happen. It's a good point. Yeah. Like well, there's no variance, right? But I want to check okay. to see. I'm going to at least I'm going to hold you accountable. Make sure you at least watch the the some of the second half and uh, no, I'll watch the whole second. Half. We... Not some of the second. Okay, I'll watch the whole second half. <laughs> see, maybe get a second screen experience going on if the race is happening. You know, while the NFL preview shows are coming on, um, you could do that. Sure. All right. All right. That'll do it for our men's marathon project draft. Let us know how you are, what you think of the fields at our email address, flowtrackpodcast at gmail.com. Kevin and Gordon will be back tomorrow for a look at the women's side of things. See you next time.